Welcome to this week's episode of Torah Conversations, where we discuss the weekly Torah portion read in synagogues all over the world from a messianic and Christian perspective for Christians to connect with the Jewish roots of their faith. I'm your host, Frank. This week, we're going to be discussing the portion of Kitisa from Exodus 30:11 to Exodus 34. So if you have a Bible, I want to invite you to open it up and read it with us. I pray the Holy Spirit will touch your heart and change your life. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Torah Conversations, where we discuss the weekly Torah portion read in synagogues all over the world from a messianic and Christian perspective for Christians to connect with the Jewish roots of their faith. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major platforms. Visit our website, TorahConversations.com for more resources and connect with us. Follow us on our new Instagram page, which is Torah Conversations for more extra content and fun interactions. Well, I'm really excited about this week's episode because not only are we going to talk about the face-to-face encounter, the Lord speaking to Moses face-to-face in that tent, like a man speaking to his friends, but we have not one, not two, but three guests from a gathering back in 2019 in the Negev Desert in Israel, where a group of young people from 15 nations gather to worship the Lord in the tents, in the prayer room, nonstop for three days, seeking the Lord face to face, just like Moses. And the Lord encountered us. And out of this place, a group called Face to Face Nations came. And today, it's an honor to have just three members of that group. Well, four members, including me, but three members with us. And this is the first time we have more than one guest. So let me just introduce my friends. Um, first, we have Gilmar, Gilmar Perez from Spain. How are you, Gilmar? Hello, Frank. Thank you so much for this invitation. I feel so, so honored to be here. Absolutely. Now, this is your first time on the show and you are our main guest this week. So we're going to hear your story in a bit. But we also have a couple of other friends who have been on the show before here with us this week. First, we have Susanna. Shoshana, (laughs) how are you? I'm good. I'm very excited for this episode. I love it to be with you all. And also we have Bethany. How are you? I'm good, Frank. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. Now, guys... I'm so excited about this episode because this is like a mini reunion and uh, and we're talking about, I mean, we've been talking about the tabernacle and what it means to minister unto the Lord in the priestly ministry. But this week, it's the Lord encountering Moses face to face. The Lord reveals the revelation of his face. In the tabernacle. This is the glory, one of the most glorious portions in this part of the Bible. So I'm really, really excited about it. But first, we all met in this tabernacle, in this Mishkan, in the desert. So I just want to open up. Let's talk about it. Like it was an amazing experience for me. But what about you guys? What do you what, what do you guys think? Yes, yeah, I from... just thought about I just thought back about the videos that um, we've recorded where we just worship mm. and worship and oh, it's so precious. Like just coming together with people 
just to mm. minister unto the Lord and just worship and worship and worship. Uh, it's so precious. Like just when I think back and I think like, wow, that's my heart, like to, to unite people to worship. Totally. It was such a intense and deep uh, experience, at least for myself, because mm. it was the first time I went to Israel. And I always thought how it will be to be there, the same place where Abraham and Moses and many, many people from the Bible were there just speaking to God. It was an honor mm. to be there. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's the presence of God was so strong in that place there was that there was that one night when um me and bethany or i think it was dennis's set that night and uh, shoshana was playing on the on the keyboard but you were there as well yes uh, and me and bethany came to to the prayer room and then shoshana called me over to the pianos and, and i started worshiping and then everything just erupted from there and then we and then the several nations started praying for one another so but you said you you had a rough night that night but then it escalated from there so tell us about that well i remember you know um i was there at, uh, in the beginning just myself because everyone was at the conference yeah and yeah. <laughs> so i was praying there and i can hear really how good it was the conference and me i was there by myself I have to confess that sometimes it was hard. I was like feeling even a little bit sleepy. Uh, but at the same time, I keep putting, you know, my heart in, in God and saying, hey, I have the opportunity just to be with you, Lord. Nobody's here, just you and I. Mm. So I was just uh, praying for you guys and praying for the conference, but also praying for God to pour out his spirit over Israel. Yeah. And I, I could tell you that, that was my dream to be there because from many years ago, uh, I was really um, in path with the story of Abraham and when he was at the desert, just speaking to God. Yeah. And when, you know, when God speak to him and he said, I will count the stars and, 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 and you have children, like you see the stars. So for me to be at the Negev where, yeah. Abraham was, you know, speaking to God. It was very special because it's like, God, wow, you really did this dream, make it happen. Yes. And I can tell you that I'm here. But it was hard. I will tell you, it was like very hard to just keep, keep praying. But then, mm. as you said, Dennis came. Yeah. And he started to pray and the fire just go up, up, up. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, and then everyone come and I could tell that that was totally something from God to show yeah. us what mm. he's doing there at, mm. at that place in Israel. And that was really such a peace from heaven. Yeah. And, and for me, it was like, wow, God, I want to live this. I want to see this. <laughs> yeah, and I feel yeah. so privileged that God chose me mm. um, to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, uh, I totally understand because you have to understand that the prayer room had to keep going. We had to keep the incense burning. So at least there needed to be one person in that prayer room at all times. So there was a prayer room, just like in this, uh, in this portion, we read that Moses set up the tent at a distance from the camp. So we had a camp and then we had a prayer room just at a distance, but incense had to burn 
continually for three days. But yeah, so it was difficult. Sometimes it was difficult, like Gilmar shared. But um, but yeah, so it, it's uh, it's amazing the presence of God was there. Now Bethany, you came to the prayer room. Uh, you were gonna stay and check it out for five minutes, but you ended up staying for how many hours? Four or five hours or something? Tell us more about that. Well, I remember we had all been in the desert for this time of worship and um, connecting with the Lord face to face. And I had been told that there was a prayer room and mm. I, I I didn't know where it was. Um, I didn't know there was a specific location and just hadn't been there. And then all of a sudden you're like, there's this great place you, you should come to. It. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I've heard of this. And at this point we had already had worship until like midnight. And, uh, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm just not ready to go to bed yet. Like, <laughs> um, and I remember we went back to this room and there had been people already in there for, for like the whole day. Like there had been yeah. different sets, different, um, people leading worship and praying in there all day long. And we had come in and there were some people in there already praying. And I just was like, just overwhelmed. I, I, I feel like there was just like a release that it didn't matter where you were in the world. Like we were on this, in this, in the desert, in the Negev desert in Southern Israel. And there's like nothing there. And then there's this little small hut basically and you walk in and yet you felt like you were coming to meet with the Lord. Like there was yes. just an overwhelming presence of who he is, mm. his goodness. Um, and I remember just like, I just want to sit and worship him for a while. And then yeah. an hour passed. I think the other person that came with us left. <laughs> uh, and then there was more people that came in and here we are. It's like 2 a.m. in the morning. Yes. And we're still there. And, mm. uh, and as I remember, Shoshana, Gio, uh, Frank, some others, um, friends of ours, they mm. just, so many people were in there and yeah. it was, it became packed. Yes. And uh, I remember just being like, there's nowhere oh, I want to yeah. go right <laughs> now, you yeah. know, and, and different people were worshiping. And then we started praying for each of our nations, um, cause we were all from different nations, yes. um, for Israel like it just continued mm. and I felt like that connection between all of us was the Lord because we were complete strangers yeah and uh now I I feel like yes. wow, what has God done you know mm-hmm. amazing amazing stuff yeah and, and then we prayed for for each of our nations and um, it was amazing I remember I was prayed for everybody gathered around me to pray for the UK. I mean, the Lord actually spoke to me beforehand that I'm going to receive an encounter for myself, but also for my nation, which is the United Kingdom. And the Lord's going to shift that. And I shared it in the last episode, what actually happened. Actually, Gilmar, in the last episode, I shared how we prayed. This was after the conference. And we prayed that God would put us before kings. And then 36 hours later, I found myself standing before Boris Johnson. You were the one, you were the one that prayed for God to put us before kings, weren't you? Yes, that was God. 
<laughs> you know, God really loves the people that he's uh, using to put also nations before him. So I believe yeah. when we just surrender to him, we surrender everything. He will use our mouth to bless mm. other nations. And that's yes. his heart. And when we pray the things that God has in his heart, then things yeah. happen. So mm. I, I I just, I was, yes, myself, I was like, <laughs> I can't believe it. Wow, yeah. God, what a privilege. And sometimes we are not aware of how important we are for God and how mm. important we are in this kingdom. And mm. so that's so as also his grace and his word is true, totally yeah. truth. Yeah. Yeah. But it started out that yeah. night because the yeah. group of us started out that night when we started, yeah. um, when we prayed for each other, we yeah. prayed for everybody gathered around uh, Spain, gathered around yeah. the UK, gathered around Germany, yeah. Switzerland, and all these people um, mm. individually. So how did you find out what, what was going through your mind in that moment? And when we were there praying for every nation, that yeah. was that was that was so beautiful because something that it really it's in my heart and it's been for many years is the unity and the nations. Yeah. And for me to see that is just like the heart of God just burning for every single person there and how can how can we honor each other? And mm. this is what God wants actually in the church. And I think, yes. and I believe what he's doing right now. He wants mm. us just not to focus in one denomination or one nation. God is something, God is doing something big in every uh, nation. And yes. he also told us in, you know, when we read in, in Psalm 133 about the the importance that how good is that the brothers and sisters yes. are together yes. and that will put and he will pour out the oil from the head to the toes right yes so i think this is just an example of his glory like we also read mm. in john 17 his glory and and he wow. he just saw his fragrance and he's wow. so happy to see the nations bringing you know, honor and to give. And I think that shows also the generosity of God, like mm. uh, blessing others, not thinking about Spain, Spain, yeah, or yeah. France, France, France. No, we're thinking others before us and, you know, yeah. to love our neighbors. Yes. And that's so as the love of God. And mm. God honors that. And I, I want to believe that this is happening not only with us, but it will happen to different nations. It will happen in the church because God is preparing his bride and it's just one, you mm. know? So, and mm. we have been called for, for God to be a holy nation. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I have found that, I mean, my heart, my calling is the UK, obviously, but I have found that when I pray for other nations, I get a better picture of what God has for my nation as well, because all the nations are connected in terms of their roles in mm -hmm. the global move of God, because God has a plan for each nation, but they work together mm -hmm. in praying, in releasing this global outpouring. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when we pray for others, we find our purpose because we find totally. out what yeah. God is doing on the earth. And then we'll be able to see, how I fit in, how my nation fits in, yeah. how my city fits in, 
What's my mm-hmm. calling? I think it was yeah. Arthur Burt that says um, his advice to a, a, a young man. He says, find out what God is doing on the earth in this generation and give your life to it. Wow. Powerful. Yeah. It's incredible. When I first heard that, I was like, God, what are you doing mm-hmm. in this generation? He says, I'm building houses of prayer. I'm establishing my presence. I'm restoring David's tent. Beautiful. And I'm awakening hearts in Israel. Mm. I'm like, God, this is so much bigger than my nation and my little ministry and what I think I'm going to do. But when I saw that, it's like the only thing that makes sense is to give my life to it. Isn't that, Mm -hmm. isn't that what you find? Yeah, totally. And I will tell you, like, uh, many years you will speak to me about Israel and I don't feel much. (laughs) (laughs) I know that I need to go to Israel, but I can tell that from 2018, Mm. things changed my heart. Things like God just surrendered my heart to Israel. And Mm. right now I can't wait to be there because Mm. I believe God has a big plan for, for Israel in, and includes the nations yes. because uh, it's not just Israel, it includes all of us. Like mm-hmm. we have been in love with the Jewish yes. man that saved us. And he wants to return that to, mm-hmm. to, to Israel. And, and we can see that in the Bible, like the seal, you know, of the Gentiles and to see Jesus also in Israel. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want me to tell me to tell you sorry for my English <laughs> to tell you about a little bit about the background but it's not Yeah yeah way. let's let's talk about it let's talk about that actually because okay. uh, you were born in Spain but the Lord yeah. has specifically called you to Israel as mm. well as building house building the house of prayer in yes. Spain in the nations so tell us about that like I, I know you, you you maybe maybe you want to talk about your family background as well because I know you have some yes roots. so but just tell us everything yeah so well my father is Portuguese and mm. and he is from a small town in, in Portugal but he always tells us that my my grandparents were Jewish but we re- we didn't know by sure because you mm. know everything that happened in Spain and Portugal uh, you couldn't really tell much because you will be killed. But we always had been suspicious of that. And so um, somehow God revealed that to me. Mm. And so in 2018, I went to a conference awakening Europe yeah. in, in Riga. And Love that, that was, please. yeah, it's so beautiful. So from there, there was a woman who came to me. I was praying and she came to me and she said, well, I don't know why, but for some reason, I feel like you need to pray for Israel. And that has to be mm. a place that you need to go. Mm. Oh, and I forget to tell you, a few days before, I received jewels from Israel, from someone. Wow. I was like, why someone is giving me jewels from Israel? Yeah. And two days after, that same person gave me coins. But anyways, yeah. I was... <laughs> Wow, I'm receiving many things from Israel. So I was curious, mm. especially because the woman told me I need to go to Israel. But anyway, from that moment, Israel kept coming. I was at the airport about to go to Germany. 
And there was someone coming to me uh, and he started to say, hallelujah, hallelujah. I thought it was a Christian mm. uh, person because there was many people at the conference, but actually yeah. he was not Christian. He was Jewish and he told mm. me, you need to come to Israel. Wow. So, <laughs> so I was like, okay. Did he just God. randomly talk to you or did, did he know yeah, who you he were? Came to me, he came to me and he said, hallelujah. And then he said, you need to come to Israel. <laughs> Total and stranger. He, yeah, I asked him, are you Christian? Say, no, I'm not Christian. I'm just Jewish. <laughs> I'm telling you, you need to come to Israel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then mm. uh, I went to, uh, went to, to Germany in Frankfurt. Yeah. And anytime I speak about Israel, a uh, Israel flag appeared, anything wow. happened. So really God started to talk to me, you need to, to, to go there. And then mm. in my devotional times, God just say to me, hey, please <laughs> pray for Israel. Yeah. And I was like, God, if you are telling me to go to Israel, I can go tomorrow if you tell me. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I think God was preparing my heart. And then um, uh, there was a WhatsApp group, uh, and I asked, "There is is anyone there from Israel?" So David <laughs> David wrote to me, and and I told him, "Hey, God is speaking to me about going to Israel, but I don't know anyone." So wow. from that moment, uh, David um, he wrote to me uh, about different ministries, but yeah. you know. Months came after, and God keeps speaking to me about Israel. So I said, mm. "Okay, I need to go this year." Mm. And then I speak again to uh, to David, and then he showed me the contact of one girl called Andrea. Yeah, and and you know I was praying, God, I want to go to Israel, but I don't want to go just to one tour, you know, yeah. mm. and go there and just coming back. I really want to know the people there. I really want to serve them. I really want to see the heart of Israel. Yeah. And so I met uh, through WhatsApp. I met Andrea, um, yeah. and then I spoke to her. And when I heard her story and the vision that God gave it to her. I cannot explain how I felt, but I just see like with so much clarity and, yes. and it's like, this is the contact. This is what I want to, to see in Israel. Like young mm. people surrender to God, Jewish yeah. and Gentiles, or all the nations just together in one place. And yes. when she was speaking to me about her heart, I can see the heart of God. And mm. I didn't know her. I don't know much about her besides yeah. that. But I knew that was the the, the divine connection. Wow. And from that moment, I just start to, you know, uh, save money and to go to Israel in 2019. Yeah. And and everyone <laughs> that I was speaking, it's like, you are you crazy? You go to Israel, <laughs> but you don't know the people? Yeah. <laughs> Say, yes, but you know, when God is calling you and when God is leading you, you just know that. You just yes. know that. Even uh, when I was at the airport in Madrid, mm. it was quite interesting because, uh, you know, before you take a plane, you have so much inter some, like interrogation with, yeah. with people. <laughs> and they took everything, my phone and everything. And, you know, and why are you going to Israel? And what do yeah. you want to do? And, it was intense, so I just yeah. started to, to pray, 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 pray. Mm. But inside of me, there was this deep peace of like, 
you are going there. You are going yeah. there. And, you know, I can remember the, the words that we have been speaking in this chapter that my presence will go before Yes, you. yes. And that was my prayer. I say, God, I don't want to go to Israel if you don't go. Wow. Before. I don't want to do anything. And personally, that's how I felt right now because yeah. uh, now God is really putting more and more love about Israel. Mm. Even, even this is very intense, but God is putting so much love about Israel that even my own country. And, wow. and you cannot tell that uh, a few years ago because I know my call also for my country, Spain. But in yeah. the last year, God is telling me, you need to go there before anything. You need to understand my heart for Israel before yes. even your nation. Wow. So I could tell that God has a big plan uh, for Israel, and I don't want to miss out. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, that is so biblical because yeah. it, it goes all the way back to Abrahamic covenant because it says, in you, Abraham, all the nations of the earth, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So the destiny of nations is rooted in the destiny of Israel. Totally, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Yes. Continue. I can, yeah. yeah. And and for me, it's such a privilege. And just when I go to the world, God, and I see mm. how God loves Israel and how yes. he wants his people to know him face to face. Yes. And, and you know, I, I have different encounters with God that changed mm. totally my life. And my, my prayer always has been, God, just what you did with me, I want to see it in others. Wow. And I, I can tell that I surrender totally my will <laughs> of even being here to go to other country and yeah. and pray for Israel like it's my own country and wow. and and love them because God has you know God has a big big plan for Israel mm. and I want to see that I I want to see my generation loving Israel because I believe for many years the church didn't love Israel as right. it should be mm. so I want to I want to um encourage the church here in Spain and Europe to love Israel, but not just because of cultural or not just because you can find the word Israel in the Bible, but yeah. because it's his people and he yeah. will return to his people. Mm. And and we need to love Israel because it's in the heart of God. Mm. We cannot just take it away. Yes. And, and so, yes, yeah, so I, I just want to serve wherever God uh, leads me, you know, like we yeah. can also see in Ruth, you know, the heart yeah, absolutely. of Ruth. <laughs> yeah. she, she wasn't from, from that place, but God, no. show, God show her to go to, and to be there and to be her country. So yeah. right now I'm so excited and mm. to see what is going on right now in the world, because I know God is returning every heart to his plans and his opening, opening the eyes and opening yes. the ears of the church to listen his voice and to bless Israel and to love Israel as mm. their own. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, things, I, I totally agree with you. Things are rapidly changing. Like a year ago, who would have imagined that we'd be here today, that mm -hmm. we'd all be locked down, but then things are shifting and 
I believe it's all shifting towards a choice among the nations between loving Israel or not. And I believe that those who love Israel, God's going to open doors.、Mm-hmm. And just like Isaiah twenty two twenty two has been a highlight to to us over this past、yes. year, I will give you the key of David. And what 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 you open, no one can shut. And what you shut, no one can open. And this is what the Lord is doing in Israel and around the nations. Now you're also called to build a house of prayer. Could you just tell us very quickly, very briefly about that? Yes, sure. So yes, so I have a big encounter with God when I was seventeen,、mm. and from that moment, I knew inside of me I want to build houses of prayer、mm. wherever I go. To see young people and just having encounters with God, and、mm. from that moment, God has brought me to different nations,、mm. and always in my heart has been a seal to start houses of prayer.、Yeah. And so this is what I do.、Um, <laughs> I <laughs> wherever I go, I I I just pray for people. I pray for God to encounter them, and I've seen、mm. many miracles. And and right now because of the lockdown, <laughs> yeah.、Uh, so we started a group by Zoom, and we started to meet four times a week and pray、yeah. for the nations, praying for Israel, praying for for the church, praying for God to prepare the way. And、mm. it's been amazing because、uh, God just pour out His Spirit over each one of us, and we have seen. You know, perseverance. We have seen how people got、um, started to walk in their gifts, and God started to just pour out His love for the church. And yeah, I, I'm、mm. amazed what God is doing、uh, with prayer and house、yeah. of prayer. And yes, my heart is to to see it here in my city, big、uh, big house. And、mm. to see all the nations、um, together, joining together in unity. Yeah, yeah. So right now, God has called you to Israel before, even before your own city. Yeah. But you're believing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you are、totally. also believing that God is going to、yeah. pull all the strings and put everything,、mm-hmm. all the puzzle pieces together. Yes. And right now, your job is unsure. But you're believing, but it's like、yeah. in every way you see what the Lord is doing in your life,、yeah. and what the Lord wants、yeah. to do in Israel and in your own city. So、mm-hmm. um, I want to do something、mm-hmm. really special here. Now, those of you that are listening, if you just listen to Gilmar's story and testimony and her heart about building the house of prayer, restoring David's tent, and awakening the hearts of young people in Israel to surrender to the Lord, and if you feel stirred. Gilmar doesn't know that I'm doing this, but I want to invite you to partner with Gilmar. Do you have a PayPal link that that people can use? Yes, I they, do have a PayPal. If people feel led <laughs> to to send you an offering or a, a gift, so so my PayPal account is gilmarperez.hotmail.com. Okay, Gilmar Perez, Gilmar G U I O M A R. P I R E S, yes. Gilmar Perez at hotmail dot com. So yeah, if you guys feel led, feel stirred by the vision、uh, that that God has given Gilmar, I invite you to partner because this is biblical. Because we've been talking about the tabernacle, and the Lord showed the pattern of the tabernacle on Mount Sinai、mm. to Moses. 
And the first thing he said before the Bible begins to describe the specifics, the furnitures of the tabernacle, he says, take an offering, share that vision with your people. And we're actually going to see it in the next portion that people start to give. And they were giving too much. And Moses yeah, had to say, stop giving because people, people saw the vision. They weren't mm-hmm. giving to a need. It wasn't a transaction. It's not because mm-hmm. you need money, so I'm going to give you this. It's not based on need because the kingdom of God does not operate based on lack. It operates based on vision. Mm-hmm. What vision does the Lord have? Mm-hmm. And his vision will be accomplished. Amen. And his method is for people to partner. So when you give, when you give to Gilmar's ministry, I want to say you're not just meeting her need, but you you become part of realizing, releasing, and establishing God's vision of his dwelling place in mm-hmm. Israel and in Spain, in the nations as well. I want to tell you, Gilmar's prayer was powerful because she was the one that prayed that God would put us before kings. And 36 hours later, that's quick. Let me tell you, that's quick. 36 (laughs) hours later, I was like, oh my goodness, Boris Johnson's right in front of me right now. We were praying about Brexit. Like, what's going on? So she's good soil to sow your seed in. That's just what I want to say. But yeah, so we've been been talking about the dwelling place, really, the the tabernacle. And we've Mm -hmm. been talking about how God showed the tabernacle, the pattern of the tabernacle uh, to Moses on on Sinai. And we've been saying how Sinai, and and as well as the tabernacle, there are reflections, there are shadows Mm -hmm. of the heavenly things. And we've been talking about the Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of His presence was a place, a point of convergence between heaven and earth. Mm-hmm. And that the same glory that was manifesting in heaven mm-hmm. was manifesting through the ark on earth. So on earth as it is in heaven, worship on earth as it is in heaven began in the tabernacle. We've been talking mm-hmm. about that. And we've been talking about how King David later on put worship mm-hmm. around this ark which is another aspect of what goes on in heaven. It's a progression of revelation of the throne room. And it began Mm -hmm. in the tabernacle. And we've been talking about the priestly ministry, ministering to the Lord. Now, I've done a survey on Instagram, uh, on our Instagram page. Oh, wow. Asking the question, what does ministering to the Lord mean to you? And I had some really good responses. So I'm going to read them, but I'm going to throw these questions to you guys. What does ministering to the Lord mean to you? So one person says, it's loving on God. Another says, uh, well, this one's in Hebrew, (laughs) uh, to devote my time to do his will. And another says, giving him the praise due his name. And somebody else says, to put my desires and needs aside and to accomplish his calling while completely trusting him. And somebody else says, to give myself to him, my dreams, thoughts, actions, everything, and to love others with his love. Amazing responses. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this question to you guys. Bethany, what does ministering to the Lord mean to you? What an amazing question. And a very in-depth one, too, because (laughs) I think, as we were already saying, I think everyone is different. 
But at the same time, if you're reading in the word, it's like, like when you read, he doesn't desire sacrifice. Like he desires, um, you know, like he wants you, (laughs) he wants your adoration. He wants your love. Um, but it's like, wow, for me, I think that is it. It's like, he just wants your honest, just expression of just talking Mm. to him, loving him. Um, at least that's how I feel. And so sometimes when I'm in a prayer room or even in my own room, whatever it is, it's like, he's present, Mm. you know, he, he's there. And so, yeah, I mean, I feel like when I'm in those moments, he wants my honest heart. That's all he wants. And so sometimes if I'm Mm. upset or whatever, it's just like, wow, like I, I can see how he, he comes when he hears just where I'm at. And also when I'm listening and I've just this whole last year, I, I mean, I've even been on prayer walks they're called walks as in I'm walking somewhere and then I end up praying. But I remember one Mm. moment just being like, God, I need this. I have this and I need help. And I just was going on and on with my petition. And Mm. he just came as like someone going, just reminding me in, in all the word that I've read just like reminding me of who he is. It's like, he's faithful. He doesn't des- mm. desires to give good gifts to his children, etc. And here I am just petitioning mm. and I realized, Oh Lord, I haven't listened to you. I've just been demanding and I, I know you're good. Why am I not receiving that? You know? Mm. And so, so for me, yeah. I, I think the answer to that question is just, being honest with him, but also just like listening to him at the same time, mm. giving him a moment just to be who he is. Yeah, it's a place of intimacy. Exactly. Mm. This is a very simple question, but yeah. still very deep because yeah. I do believe that a minister to, to God is just to open up, totally surrender yourself to get mm. to know your creator, let like it was in the beginning. Mm. There was a um, question and response. Yes. For me is that. Mm. Like when I'm seeking God, I, I seek in He not because I I need things from Him. Sometimes we do. Mm. But there is just a moment that you just realize that you want to be with Him yeah. as your friend. Mm. and you know just like we're going to talk about in this portion exactly (laughs) so you just want you know when you're talking to a friend there is this communion this is Mm. like so deep and so confidence like Mm. that you just want to be with him and receive from him and be like him so minister to him is just to be with him to be more Mm. like him and to love him so what I'm hearing you say is that I don't just want to serve him at a distance. I want friendship with him. I want exactly. intimacy with him. Yeah. I want this deep uh, communion, mm-hmm. this dialogue yeah. with the one who's seated on the throne. 
That's what I'm hearing you say, right? Yeah. And Shoshana, last week we talked about you were on the show last week. Last week we talked about what it means to minister to the Lord, and we talked about the priestly garments. We talked about um, what it means to minister to the Lord in that context. We talked about the, the priestly garments and and different aspects of ministering to the Lord, including intercession as well, which is you know what the house of prayer is about. Worship, keeping the incense on the altar、uh, going, but also representing our nation in His presence. And this week, we're going to talk about the face-to-face encounter, which is our portion. The portion is called Kitisa, which is from Exodus thirty verse eleven to the end of Exodus thirty-four,、um, just under three,、uh, four chapters. Uh, five chapters, actually four and a half chapters, is it's an amazing portion. It's an amazing portion, but it begins with wrapping up、uh, on the structures of the tabernacle, and it talks about the labor of bronze for washing of hands and feet. But there is one part this this part from verse twenty two onwards. It talks about the anointing oil, the holy、mm. anointing oil. Yeah. Now in Hebrew, this is it's called shemen hamishcha, which is the oil of the anointing, the the oil of the Messiah, because、mm-hmm. the Messiah is the anointed one. The same root word in Hebrew is the oil of anointing, the oil of the Messiah. That's the Holy Spirit that's on us. But specifically, this is talking about the anointing to minister to the Lord. So I just want to open up the floor and ask. Do you guys have any thoughts、yes. on the anointing、yes. to minister to the Lord? Yeah, well, when you start to read in chapter thirty,、um, and then in twenty-two, verse twenty-two,、yep. um, well, I, I believe、uh, that it's very important the the things that God is sowing, which one it should be in the fragments. Yes, and I think each one is an example of purity and the fragrance that God is putting here on earth. Is、yeah. the the fragrance that、uh, He's putting also from heaven to earth,、mm. like you were you were saying? Yeah, and it talks about different things, but for me, at least when I read this this part, is how first He chose the fragrance, and then、mm. He's telling. Um, Moses to put the oil all over every、yes. single thing has to be with oil. Yes, every everything has to be with the <laughs> fragrance that he wants, and、yes. not with the fragrance that Moses wants. So, right, right. so that showed me totally surrender and 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 always、uh, obedience. What God wants,、mm. and I believe、uh, if we put the example of worship, like we are ministering to God, so we、yeah. shouldn't just choose one song that I like.、Mm. We should ask God, well, what is your fragrance that you want、yes. to pour out today? What's your what are you? We are ministering、right、to、now. you. We are not、yes. ministering to men. We are not ministering what. Oh, I'm going to choose this because that will be so cool for the people to come. Right, that's such a good point. <laughs> so you are missing out the fragrance, and、mm. and God really is telling Moses, "Hey, you need to choose this and this and this and this, and then you you have to anoint the the tabernacle of the meeting and every single 
thing. And, yeah. and that shows his, also his, uh, his present has to go all over, you yes. know, sometimes we are so focused uh, at the preacher or the people who are ministering, but no, it goes to every single person, even yes. the person that is going to listen. The mm. Holy Spirit wants to pour out over mm. every single person. So we have to honor the presence of God. We yeah. have to put him before anyone else yes. and not put the, the oil over ourselves the exactly. way we want or mm. idols. Right. That's so true. That is so true because God is not going to anoint that. And what I love about this is that like literally every utensil, every lampstand, every instrument of worship mm-hmm. must be anointed with the fragrant oil of God. Yes. It's like anointing, not just on our hearts, not just in, um, in our songs, but on our instruments. There's mm-hmm. an anointing God's going to release on the minstrels in this generation. The instrumentalists, prophetic musicians, God's going to release this anointing on prophetic musicians in yes. Israel and, in the, and around the nations. Amen. And they're going to carry this anointing, this Come song, on. this sound that Hallelujah. carries the fragrance That's of it. God. The yes. fragrance of God. And what I love about it, you know, it says it, anything that it touches will be sanctified, Hallelujah. will be holy. That is, that is it. It's powerful. It's because, so and, powerful. and we don't say this lightly either because it doesn't mean you can just take this oil to anoint anything and make them holy because it has to be in agreement with what he wanted exactly. in the first place. Yes. So it goes back to consecration. Consecration means being set apart mm-hmm. unto the Lord for the purpose of the Lord alone and not for secular purposes or mm-hmm. even ungodly or sinful purposes, everything unto the Lord. And when we align ourselves to the Lord, just like how the priests are ordained, when they're ordained for that function, then they can receive the anointing. And this mm-hmm. says it cannot be poured on anyone's body nor shall you make any like in the same proportions it is holy it is set apart it's sanctified and whoever shall mix any like it or whoever puts any of it on a layman shall be cut off from his people and that is serious that is serious. serious which means anything that the oil touches is made holy because anything that the oil touches is meant to be used, to be consecrated to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, and it says even the tent, even the Ark of the Covenant, even the, the, the whole structure of the tent. Mm-hmm. So when we enter a place of worship, whether it's church or house of prayer or any, any worship place, you anoint the building. Yes. I remember, I remember uh, face-to-face gatherings started in the evening, but I arrived um, a day early. So there were seven of us. That day, Thursday morning, we took oil. We anointed all the tents. We anointed even the stage with oil. It's like, this is like everything is anointed for that purpose. So the anointing of worship, we're, we're, we're not just on the stage, on the musicians, but in the tents, it's like that whole place became sanctuary, became the carry the fragrance of worship. And this is powerful. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I love it so much. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, I love the part where um, it talks about the oil mm. and and how he will. Let me see. Yes, is this is the thirty first. Yeah. So say to the Israelite, this this is to be my sacred anointing oil for the generations to come. Mm. And that give us hope. That give yes. us hope because we know that Israel went through many, many situations, <laughs> yes. and many processes. But here we can see again the voice of God over the generations and yeah. over Israel and how he putting out his spirit over, you know, over, uh, over Jerusalem mm. and over is, is the whole Israel. But um, yes, I just love, and it gives me hope to see mm. that this is what is happening in Israel yeah. right now. Yeah. And the generational aspects of it is powerful to me mm -hmm. because It means it's not just on you, but it's on your descendants yeah. or your descendants. So think about what God's going to pour out in the last days and think about what God did in history, in church history, in, mm -hmm. in the history of the prayer movement. The anointing in those different various different streams yeah. are going to come together in the last days. And any anointing that we've seen in the past, in the past moves of God are going to come on this final generation. We're going to carry all of that anointing. Beautiful. I'm so excited to be in this generation, Frank. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I mean, it's it's a, it's a day. It just you know that song. These are the days of Elijah. These are the, these are the yes. days of what is it? Um, troubles, uh, the famines, and the sores. But we are the voice crying out in the wilderness mm. saying prepare the way Amen. of the lord yes it's an hour of trouble but it's also the most glorious hour for mm -hmm. those that are consecrated to the lord yes it's the most glorious hour in church history we're going to see Amen. an unprecedented Amen. move of god a billion soul harvest yes. and worship incense establishing from the rising Hallelujah. of the sun to its setting yes. the name of the lord Amen. will be Amen. praised Yes. Will be praised. Yes. The tent of David, the tent Hallelujah. of God will be poured, and the yes. nation of Israel will be saved. Amen. All Amen. Israel will be saved. Call Israel Elivasha. All Israel will be saved. Wow. Wow. I feel this anointing. Well, and this actually sets up the context for this face to face encounter, this face to face in the tabernacle and on the mountain. But what comes next, it's a big fall because the Lord, at this point, the Lord is still speaking to Moses on the mountain. But he says, go down because your people have sinned greatly against me. Yes. They build this golden calf. Hmm. <laughs> What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's dangerous how it turned out that the people were just impatient with Moses coming down from the mountain. And because mm. of that impatience, They just turn to what they thought. Oh, that's God. And I think it's mm. really, um, it shocked me that um, in verse five, it is that um, yeah. Aaron did it. And then he said, okay, so he built a calf. And then he said, tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. So he mm. actually said, okay, now we have our God. That's this calf. Mm. Um, but I actually say it will be a worship unto Adonai, like not just Elohim, yes. like God, but unto unto the Lord God, unto Yahweh, yeah. unto Adonai. Mm. And that really shocked me because I was like, whoa, if you 
if you miss to see God on the mountain, if you miss to seek Him and know Him for who He is, how easy could it be to just worship something else and even call that like the very God? Yes. Oh my God! When <laughs> sorry, God. Uh, when I I read this, I was sad because yeah. you can see yourself so many times when God didn't help you or when mm. God didn't give you something or you just don't find the answer at the moment that you need it, and mm. then you start to look for Google. Yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> And trying to find your way and then get frustrated and then mm. just full of pride because you think that you can get it from yourself. Mm. And that's how we are. And we found there like people didn't wait. Even that they saw the miracles, they saw <laughs> the signs, the wonders, mm. but he couldn't, they couldn't wait. Mm. And I can see there how important is to wait upon the Lord, to just mm. be in His presence will give us the strength to wait and not look for other auctions that will give you nothing. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and, yeah. and yes, and patience is one of the things that is so hard. It's That's right. so, so hard. But in the Bible, we... We read that give us character in the yes. in the in the process of waiting to mm. get into the promise. Yeah. So yeah, I think we all need to change this <laughs> in our hearts. Yes, yes, it's it's so true. It's so true. And uh, what about you, Bethany? What do you think about this? I mean, really, what stands out to me is how long must he have been up there? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a good. Like, it's not just a matter of of patience anymore. I don't think it's like I think they feel abandoned. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like this is not. Oh, oh, he's been gone. I'm busy. I have all. Let's just go worship this other god. I mean, it, it's literally like, what are we gonna do? Like, we came out of Egypt right. and now we're abandoned. Like, <laughs> you left us. He's dead. Mm. I mean, like, what's going on up there? He must be dead. <laughs> but it's like, I right, think that right. they don't know who God is still, you know? And and mm. Aaron yeah. doesn't know what to do, but he gives in and says, okay, like, we'll give you what you want, which is this, this calf. And I mean, uh-huh. they had enough time to get all the gold together, make this this thing and then later on when Moses does come down and destroys it it's destroyed but then into like pieces of particle that they put in the water and makes them Mm. drink it Moses makes them drink it it's like wow wow that's a lot of time (laughs) to really know your sin to know that you failed and to also be um, caught up again in the fact that this is exactly what they would have done in Egypt. There were so many idols, and and here we are just being like that again. Yeah, I remember back in university, 
um, we were talking about this this passage, and remember my professor was saying about this passage. She says, "I wonder if this is actually an idol worshiping or worshiping God in an unauthentic way." She says, "I think it's possible that they were just doing it in the wrong way." But I was like, mm, "No," because in verse twenty twenty two, when Moses confronted Aaron. Aaron says, "For they said to me, 'Make a god for us who would go before us. For this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him.'" Again, this goes back to impatience. And verse twenty-four. And I said to them, "Whoever has any gold, let them tear it off." So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. It didn't say they made a mold and melted the gold and made a, a golden calf figure. They started a fire. They threw the gold into the fire, and supernaturally, out came a calf.、Wow. This is a spiritual. This is not. This is not just a matter of,、um, you know, what you call it, just making,、uh, making gold. What you call it, the the profession,、um, melting gold.、Um, there's a word for it, but this is a supernatural, demonic. Thing that just happened, it's the demons that they were communing with. Oh, yeah, it's the demons、so、that、horrible. that caused these gold to come into the shape of a calf. It's supernatural. It's demonic. So this is why it's such a big deal. They communed with demons. They broke the greatest commandment ever. But you know what I love is that Moses pleaded with the Lord,、mm. as the Lord was about to destroy these people. The destiny of a whole nation is at stake here.、Mm. But Moses, I love this. Oh, I love it. Moses stood in the gap. Yes, he heard the voice of the Lord as a prophet.、Wow. Says, "I'm going to destroy this nation," but he did not rejoice. In that word, he、mm. pleaded with the Lord. He says, "Lord, don't do it.、Mm-hmm. Don't do this."、Mm-hmm. And he and he referred to the covenant made with Abraham,、mm-hmm. which was the Lord put Abraham to sleep. Right? Remember that. So, and the Lord fulfilled both sides of the covenant. He says, "Remember the covenant that you made with Abraham." And he pleaded with the Lord. We see it in this chapter. It says, "Turn from your burning anger and change your mind about doing harm to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servant, to whom you swore by yourself,、hmm. said to them, 'I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heavens, and all this land of which I have spoken, I will give to your descendants, so、uh, and they shall inherit it forever.' So the Lord changed." His mind about the harm which he said he would do to his people, and then Moses turned and went down. It's like this is powerful. It's like Moses by himself reminded the Lord his promise,、hmm. like a watchman on the wall, so to speak. Yeah. Except that he was on the mountain, and by standing in the gap alone, he averted this disaster.、Mm. He turned the destiny of a nation. Yes. From I... a place of intimacy. I love this because through Moses you can see Jesus.、Mm. You know he is at the gap. He's at the gap for us. He's interceding for us. And you know, and God, is,、uh, the Father is looking. You know Jesus and say, "Oh Jesus, you know we need to do something with this humanity." You know, and He's just 
putting in the gap for the people who even not believing in him and and telling mm. all kind of things and you know Jesus is there praying interceding for each one even those who are against him yeah yeah and 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 it is from a place of intimacy just like Jesus yeah. who had pers- perfect relationship with the father Moses um he, he stood in the gap he had the best relationship he had this intimacy like he you know later on we read that the lord speaks to him like a man speaks to his friend face to face but actually yeah. it started here moses pleaded with god mm-hmm. on the mountain from a place of intimacy yeah i remember reading this passage discussing this passage in the synagogue and we were actually discussing this story and i remember the leader of the Torah discussion in the synagogue, the Hassan said, well, I wonder, uh, he was a bit liberal. He said, I wonder why God would change his mind and not keep his promise. He promised it, but he he broke his promise. Why did he do that? I was sitting there thinking, are you serious? Because <laughs> he was really liberal, right? Because he, uh, the people in the synagogue weren't all, you know, pious or religious orthodox and this is what i said i said well first of all abrahamic covenant no mm-hmm. two uh one-sided covenant god fulfills both sides and it precedes mm-hmm. it comes before the mosaic covenant which is here which is two sides right both parties have to fulfill their side mm-hmm. if one party breaks their side then it, it, it's obsolete so when the lord says i will destroy my people because they sinned he was referring to the Mosaic Covenant that he's going to establish. He has established, and he will establish it again, um, uh, confirm it later on. But when Moses pleaded with God, he was referring back to the Abrahamic Covenant, which is actually what this literally says, because we're reading Deuteronomy. It didn't say that in Deuteronomy. Mm. But then I took the opportunity and I added, I felt the Holy Spirit come upon me, this anointing come upon me. I said, I wonder why was Moses little bitty Moses able to change God's mind. Mm. I mean, he's little. God's big. He's powerful. Almighty God. How was Moses able to change God's mind? I said, I don't think he twisted God's arms. But I said, he was a friend of God that moved his heart mm. on that mountain, in that uh, in that glory atmosphere. He spoke to God face to face like a man spoke to his friend and he moved the heart of God. And I related to the Shema, you know, Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu mm-hmm. Adonai Echad. Mm-hmm. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your our God, the Lord is one and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul and all of your might. I said, what does it mean to love the Lord your God, which is the very thing they broke? I said, it's more than just re- doing the duties. It's more than just saying the prayers. Mm-hmm. I said, it's a place of intimacy. It's a place of dialogue. It's a place of communing with God in love. There's an exchange of God, uh, of love. There's an exchange of emotions, understanding the emotions of God. Mm-hmm. And Moses pleaded with God because God has a friend that can move his heart. And I said, what made Moses' prayer more powerful than all of Israel was because he walked in intimacy mm. with the Lord. And the whole room, I tell you, was silent wow. in the synagogue. You could Powerful. hear a pin drop. You could hear it. 
It's like you could see the convictions on their faces because they knew that, you know, because we were reading these prayers and everybody knew they were dead. Wow. I mean, they're beautiful prayers. I mean, as a believer who has the Spirit of God, they're beautiful prayers. You can feel God's heart in those prayers. But mm. if you don't have the Spirit of yeah. God, yeah. then it's dead. Everybody knew it. Hmm. So I didn't say any more than that. <laughs> I just <laughs> left it there. I just let the Holy Spirit work That was enough heart. for them that day, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, any more than that wouldn't have been appropriate anyway in that setting. Yeah. That's what I said. So we're seeing this face-to-face encounter and and. The Lord first first spoke to Moses about what I'm going to do to my people because of their sin. Moses changed the Lord's mind first, and then he turned and went down and he confronted Aaron and everything. Mm. And then we come to uh, verse, sorry, chapter 33. This is when Moses set up a tent mm. just uh, at a little distance from the uh, from the camp. It was actually not on top of the mountain. It's when he he was supposed to be on top of the mountain, but the Lord told him to come down, but he still needed to talk to the Lord face to face. So he set up like a temporary tent where the Lord met with him. And then it says, thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend, Wow! which was the key verse for the Panim al-Panim, face to face gathering, youth gathering in the Negev. Right, and then the the second half of the, this verse says, "When Moses returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, remained in the meeting, would not depart from the tent. Why did he remain in the tent? It's because there's something about the presence of God that attracted him, mm. and the Lord spoke to us. There was remember, guys." You remember there was a word about staying in the tent, about the Joshua generation staying in the tent. The Lord's going to raise up a Joshua Amen. generation from a place of intimacy, mm-hmm. of staying in the presence. And he's going to raise this up. Amen. Yeah, what do you guys think? Yes. It's just, wow. You can see so many details mm. here of the character of God. Yeah. And and yes, I I do believe as you were saying that God is preparing a generation um closer to his heart, mm. closer to his thoughts, closer to to his word and his desires, you know. And as we were talking before, God is um God is more interested in in the essence. Mm. And that we do because when we start from his heart, then we will do what is in your in his heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and we start to, you know, sometimes you pray, yes, Jesus, give me this and this and this and this and this. But sometimes we don't know <laughs> even what we yeah. want. Yeah. But <laughs> if we started just to be ourselves before him and we just open up mm. to him then he will pour out his spirit and we start to pray interceding with his Holy Spirit and with the oil in our lamps. Mm. And we will be praying the things that he wants us to be. And yeah, and what I realized, the more closer you are with God, the less you are praying for, I need this, I need this. (laughs) So true. 
you know, when you are with your friend, your friend knows already what you need, but yeah. you are more interested in the relationship. Yes. So true. Um, and I, I, I was like, God, I just want to be with you. That's it. Yeah. I don't want anything else. And then, you know, uh, today in the morning I was praying and, and I don't know, in, en Spanish es deleitate en el Señor y Él te concederá las peticiones de tu corazón. So mm. in English, like, rejoice in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. And it's true. Like, Jesus rejoice in the Lord. Just mm. be with Him. Be just so intimacy. Like mm. John was closer to his, you know, his heart. Yeah. Uh, and he has been the beloved disciple. Yeah, 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 and, and and so this is from a place of intimacy. It's like, you know, I think Moses pleaded with with the Lord, and not just because it was important to him, but it was important to the Lord's heart as well. Mm -hmm. He he understood the ways of the Lord, and um, and I love it. Like there's this, and here in chapter thirty three, still the Lord says, "Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey." So in other words, I will go to the promised land. For you, but I will, I'm not going to go up in your midst because you are an obs, obstinate people, that, and I might destroy you on the way. And then the people went into mourning. And then, you know, even then, even right here, even then, later on, we read in the next chapter, uh, Moses pleaded with the Lord. He changed the Lord's mind about that as well. That he even changed amazing. the Lord's again. <laughs> once again, he changed the Lord's heart. It's so. It's so amazing how God is God. Mm. He's, you know, God. Mm. But because he loves us so much and mm. he can wait just to partner with us, he can change his mind. Yeah, yeah. It's an adventure, yeah. God. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, actually, I don't, I don't think God actually changed his mind per se because he knew the yeah. end from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. He knew what people were going to do. He yeah. knew that there was going to be somebody pleading with him and that he's he's going to do what he wanted to do anyway but there's a process mm. of discovering his mm. heart because yeah. what happens next is Moses saying show me your face show me your glory mm. he wanted to see the glory he says the Moses pleading with the Lord says bring up this people so the Lord says my presence will go with you and I will give you rest but he says if your presence does not go with us do not lead us up from here in other words I we cannot do without your presence and the Lord says I will do this thing which you have spoken for you have found favor in my sight in other words I like you very much and it says I pray I beseech you show me your glory and he said, mm. and then God says, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you mm. and proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will be gracious to whom I'll be gracious. I'll be, I'll show compassion on whom I will show compassion. But he mm. says, you cannot see my face for no man can see me and live. Wow. wow. And then the Lord says, there's a place where I'm going to put you by the rock my glory will pass by and you shall see my back it's like even though moses was not able to see the lord face to face in fullness but that was his heart that was mm. his desire he wrestled with the lord in pleading 
with the Lord for the destiny of his nation,、mm. he discovered the goodness of God.、Mm. He discovered the heart of the Lord,、mm. which the Lord has been hiding not、mm. from him but for him to discover.、Mm. Right.、Mm. So as we plead, as we plead with the Lord on behalf of our nations,、mm-hmm. and wrestle. Mm-hmm. We encounter his goodness. We discover his heart. Yeah, that's what I think. What do you guys think? I think this whole moment when Moses goes up to meet with the Lord again is so powerful,、mm. um, especially because he's talking about、um, you know making making this whole thing like I was saying before about this covenant with the people again.、Yeah. But it was a turning point because the Lord was going、yeah. to absolutely annihilate these people and make a new people、mm. from Moses. Like that's、yep. basically what he was saying. And、yep. yet Moses was like, "No, like, <laughs>、mm. please, no." <laughs>、yeah. uh, and and I think, wow, I'm just amazed that、um, the Lord was so gracious, and I think. There is that moment、um, when he shows himself to 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 Moses, and I think we were talking about this before.、Um, but the Lord was starting to, to to proclaim who he was. The Lord,、mm. the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty、mm. unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation, and that, like,、yeah. wow, like God was proclaiming that about Himself, and so, in that, Moses cries out to Him and says, "If I've found favor in your eyes, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked、mm. people, forgive our wickedness and our sin, and take us as your inheritance." So literally. Um, this this part is so powerful, and then the eventual covenant that comes about again with God and the people of Israel. Well, on the one side, I think it's incredible that this is even a possibility, that it's even possible for a human being to come face to face with the God who created the universe.、Yeah. I mean, like just just like thinking about, it, I'm like, what kind of Place in God's heart must Moses have had to have that you know like just coming face to face and talking with God as with a friend. I mean, like today we we're maybe used to say like, oh yeah, Jesus is my friend, you know.、Um, but that's all、yeah. after the sacrifice of Jesus and everything. But here we're talking about way way before one of、mm. the first persons after Abraham and. Isaac and Jacob to like really dive deep into this relationship with God,、yeah. and so deep that he's face to face standing before God. I think it's just incredible. Just thinking about that, what could that mean to be face to face with Him? Yes. Well, something that really, really touched me in the chapter thirty-four. Well, there are different things,、mm. but one thing that、uh, I could tell. Is um, uh, yes, in verse ten, 
Then yeah. the Lord said, I'm making a covenant with you before all your people. I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. Mm. And the people you live among will see how awesome is the word that I, the Lord, will do for you. Mm. And then, uh, you know, obey that I command you today. And I will drive out before you the Amor- Amorites, Canaanites, Etites, Perisites, Evites, and mm. Jerusites. Yeah. Um, for me, it's just, you know, after Moses have this encounter with, with God, and mm. he's, he cannot see his face, but he can see his heart. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And and I think when you have an encounter with God, you will never be the same. You will yeah. never be the same. Because yeah. when you are with a person that you love so much and the more you get to know him, the more you get in love with him mm. and the more you know what he loves and what he doesn't love, then yeah. you're so close to him, this intimacy that then you know what he would do for you. Yeah. And he's blessing not only him and one generation, but he's blessing all the generations. Yes, yes. And yes, and then I can see how um, he is a jealous God. Mm. And if you if we read in the verse 14, um, yeah, 14, do not worship any other God for the Lord whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Yes, so he, he calls is. himself a jealous, jealous God. Mm. He don't want to share his glory with anyone <laughs> else, mm. but mm. he wants to share his glory with his people, those who mm. really know him yes yes reminds me of isaiah 42 it says i am the lord that is my name and i will not give my glory to 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 idols to Mm -hmm. be praised and that reminds me yeah i want to go back a little bit because the lord called moses up he says bring up two more tablets Mm. because you broke the other two (laughs) (laughs) he was very angry (laughs) yeah even in terms of intercession he says, the Lord says, the former tablets which you broke. Actually, it was the, all of Israel that broke the commandments. Yeah. But it was, but here it's like Moses representing all of Israel. Mm. It's like he broke the testament. Mm. But the Lord says, I'm going to do another one. I'm going to make another one for mm. you, a new one. You know what he said before? He says, I will let my glory pass by. But he says, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, and I will be gracious to you. And then Moses goes up, and the Lord descended in the cloud and stood there with him as he called upon the name of the Lord. Mm. Then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate Mm. and Mm. gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression and sin. Yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of the fathers and the children and the grandchildren to the third and fourth generation. Mm. This is an audible voice of the Lord saying, this is who I am. Mm. 
Hmm. It's not people just declaring who the Lord is. It's A direct revelation、yes. that the Lord, His voice, His audible thundering voice,、Hallelujah. shouted from heaven, "This is who I am," and it came after Moses wrestling with God,、mm. pleading on behalf of his nation.、Powerful. So, in the process, he discovered this, and then, and then the Lord establishes this covenant with Moses and gave a few more commandments,、mm. and then. Moses came down from Sinai. It says in 20, verse twenty nine that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because of his speaking with him. His、mm. face was shining with the light and the glory of God. He had、mm. to cover his face because Israelites were like, ah, it's so bright. They had, he had to cover himself.、Mm. He was filled with glory in the process. Any comments? <laughs> no comments at all. This yeah. is <laughs> yeah, so powerful. Yeah. So this is the context of face to face. The context of face to face is a nation's destiny is at stake, and Moses standing in on behalf of this nation and wrestling with God. And in the process,、mm. discovering his face, discovering his goodness, discovering his nature, discovering friendship with God,、mm-hmm. and in the process,、mm. being filled with glory,、mm. beholding glory so much、mm. that his face was shining.、Mm. And this is what's going to happen to us as、Amen. we stand with our nations, because the nations、mm. of the earth are in a state of chaos right now, guys. The world is on their way to destruction,、mm. but the Lord is calling a people、mm. to stand in the gap, to、mm. plead on behalf of the nation, because the Lord wants to turn His face to a generation and bring deliverance. Do you know one of the verses that the Lord gave me in advance was Isaiah sixty-three verse nine,、mm. and do you know what the background, a prophetic story. It was a prophetic man by the name of Paul Cain who gave this word about the angel of his presence in England、uh, back in 2017. 30 years prior to that conference, he said to Mike Bickle, "I saw myself in 30 years' time ministering in England in an Elam context, and I'm going to be releasing a word about this unprecedented move of God." 30 years later, 2017. Kenelo is God invited Paul Kane to that gathering, to that conference. I was in that conference. Paul Kane released that word about the angel of his presence. He released an impartation for us, and I received it by faith. And for a whole year, I asked the Lord, "What does it mean? What what is this angel of his presence?" And the Lord showed it to me in Isaiah sixty three verse nine. Says. In Hebrew, behold, Zagatam lota umalach panav hoshiam. In all their afflictions, he was afflicted,、mm. and the angel of his presence delivered them. And I looked at the Hebrew. It says malach panav, angel of his face. And then the spirit of revelation came upon me and spoke to me and said, "There's something about the face of God that when it turns to a generation, it brings." Deliverance. He says, the, "My face is about to turn to this generation and bring 
deliverance in all their afflictions on their way to destruction. I'm about to turn my face to this generation, like as in the time of Moses, and turn nations around for my glory. He spoke to me about that, and I spoke to David about it, and we prayed for it. And David says, you have no idea what we're doing over here because this girl by the name of Andrea, she had a vision of fire falling in the desert that spreads all across Israel and then all over the nations. We're talking about revival. We're talking about global revival. Mm. And we're having this gathering. You don't know about this. We didn't know about this, this, this prophecy that you shared with me. But we're going to have this gathering in the desert mm. for three days. It's called Panim El Panim. And the key verse is Exodus 33. The Lord spoke to Moses face to face like a man speaks to his friend. Mm. He says, come along, represent your nation. I said, okay, I will come. I prayed about it. And the Lord spoke to me, says, I'm going to release face-to-face encounters in this gathering, not just to the people there, but to the nations they represent, 15 nations. I'm going to release face-to-face encounters. So I went and I received it for the UK and I released it over our nation from the Mount of Olives. And when I came back, everything shifted, which ultimately led to the Lord delivering us out of the European Union. I mean, the face of God is literally turning to this generation, and he's still turning his face over many other nations as well. And this is the context of it. And you know what? Paul Cain was a Moses-type figure for this stadium revival vision. Paul Cain died on February the 12th in 2019. And on the Hebrew calendar, it was the 7th of Adar which was the day that Moses died, according to Jewish traditions. Paul Cain, this Moses-type figure for this stadium revival vision, died the same day as Moses. And now the servant Moses is dead. It's time for a Joshua generation to take the promised land. And Joshua, son of Nun, began in the tent. He stayed in the tent. He stayed in the presence of God. It's, in, it's from a place of intercession. And beloved, I'm telling you, God's face is about to turn to this generation and bring deliverance. And he wants to use you. He wants to use you. Anyway, any final comments before we wrap up this episode? Wow. I just... Uh... I just want to say thank you, Abba. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Abba, because he has so as his heart through all this conversation. And God has also used you to connect his word with his people. Mm. And it's so powerful when we go to to the world of God and we see the friends that he has and how he chose a generation to be his friends. And if you think about it, Frank, Mm. God knew it about this conversation. Mm. God knew it about the process that you live. And God knew it about your heart also to reach this generation to sow the face of God. Yeah. And and I think this is also a gift that God has given us to be different nations represented today. Mm. You say 
today we don't have one person, but we have more. And that's, mm. that's God's idea. That's mm. God's idea to unite his friends, to see face to face. So I just want to honor also you because you mm. chose to be obedient to his voice. Thank you. Wow. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, this has been an amazing, an amazing episode. I think this is the most powerful one we've ever <laughs> recorded. So I uh, want well, to thank you, uh, Gilmar, and thank you, Shoshana and Bethany. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all major platforms. Visit our website, torahconversations.com for more resources and connect with us on our new Instagram page, Torah Conversations. Have a great weekend, everyone, and Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.